Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is ADHD. Almost all children are inattentive, hyperactive, or impulsive at some point. When this behavior is constant to the degree that it interferes with their ability to do well at school, affects their capability to maintain friendships, or they exhibit behaviors while at home, it can have a significant impact. What is the difference between typical childhood distractions and activity level and that of a child with ADHD? What is the treatment? Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, is a combination of problems, difficulty maintaining attention, hyperactivity, and impulsive behavior that are continually displayed by the person who has it. It affects millions of children, typically boys more than girls, and usually starts before the age of 12. It's classified as mild, moderate, or severe. The exact cause is unknown, but thought to be related to a combination of genetics, environmental, and developmental factors. The three types are predominantly inattentive, predominantly hyperactive impulsive, and combined, which is the most common. In order to be diagnosed with ADHD, the symptoms must be present for at least six months with multiple symptoms that are negatively impacting school, home life, or relationships with friends. The two main symptoms are inattention and hyperactivity impulsivity. Inattention can be qualified as making careless mistakes in schoolwork, trouble staying focused on tasks or play, unable to follow instructions causing them to fail to finish schoolwork or chores, and dislike or avoiding tasks that require focused mental effort, like homework. They appear not to listen, forget to do daily activities, and are unable to organize tasks and are easily distracted. Hyperactivity impulsivity is when the child is constantly in motion, such as fidgeting, tapping hands or feet, or squirming in their seat. It also means they have difficulty staying seated, so they often run around or climb in situations when it's not appropriate, they have trouble doing an activity quietly, they talk too much, and have a hard time waiting for their turn. This causes them to interrupt a questioner, such as a teacher, by blurting out answers or interrupting others' conversations or activities. While all children display these behaviors intermittently, for children with ADHD, these behaviors never go away. If a child demonstrates this behavior in one setting, such as school, but not others, like at home or interacting with friends, it's likely that they're having difficulty with something other than ADHD. The same holds true if they're having challenges at home or with friends, but not at school. The behaviors associated with ADHD can lead to a variety of issues. Due to their challenges in school settings, it can lead to academic failure and judgment by other children and adults. This causes them to have difficulty interacting with and being accepted by peers and adults, which can trigger low self-esteem and depression. Children with ADHD are more likely to have accidents and injuries than other children. 
Also, there are increased risks for alcohol and drug abuse and other reckless behaviors. While ADHD doesn't cause additional psychological or developmental disorders, children with it are often found to have coexisting conditions, such as learning disabilities, anxiety disorders, mood disorders, conduct disorders, and depression. There are several components to treating ADHD. The first is medication, because it has been found that individuals with ADHD, there's a decrease in certain chemicals in the brain, or neurotransmitters. Stimulant, or psychostimulant medications, help to boost and provide a balance of these neurotransmitters. The two groups of medications are amphetamines, which include dexahedrine, Adderall, and Vyvanse, or methylphenidates, like Concerta, Metadate, Ritalin, and Focalin. Both come in long or short-acting forms because the right dose varies significantly for each person. Since stimulants can cause unwanted side effects for some people, some other medications like Stratera, Wellbutrin, Intuniv, Tanex, Catapress, and Canvay are non-stimulant and have proven effective at treating ADHD. The second major component is various types of therapy. For younger children, behavior therapy is aimed at behavior-changing strategies that help them cope with difficult situations. For older children, psychotherapy is helpful in encouraging them to talk about issues that are bothering them, explore negative behavioral patterns, and learning ways to deal with their symptoms. For children who have a hard time interacting with other children, social skills training can be beneficial. Parenting skills training is valuable in helping parents learn how to interact with and support their child. Family therapy sessions can be useful in having all members of the family together to talk about the situation and to gain a better understanding of each other and what they can do. The third component is strategies that parents can implement to help their child thrive. By being consistent and having a regular schedule with clear expectations, your child will learn a routine and be less likely to forget to do something that is expected of them. An important part of the schedule is that your child gets enough sleep so they are well rested. Set limits that have clear consequences for when your child's behavior is negatively impacting the situation. Use timeouts or appropriate discipline techniques as necessary. Work with your child to develop organizational skills and use simple worded directions where you demonstrate the steps when instructing your child what you want them to do. Be sure to make eye contact when speaking to your child and avoid multitasking yourself when you are doing so. Identify potentially difficult situations and find ways to help your child improve their self-esteem and sense of discipline. Talk with your child's teacher to identify any problems early on and ask about what programs through the school that could be helpful. Through it all, be sure to enjoy the time with your child and give them lots of affection. It's helpful to remain calm, be patient, keep things in perspective, and to take breaks for yourself. Since the exact cause of ADHD is unknown, it's hard to pinpoint the one thing that would prevent it. One of the biggest recommendations is to avoid anything that could harm fetal development during pregnancy. Another is to protect children from environmental toxins such as lead exposure. Something that is being researched is the effect screen time has on the development of ADHD. Currently, it's recommended that screen time is limited during all of childhood, but especially during the first five years of life. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is challenging for both parent and child. With early intervention, the effects can be limited. 
If you have any questions or concerns about ADHD, please speak with your child's doctor. If you would like more information, please visit the Center for Disease Control's ADHD page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.